This podcast is brought to you by RMA, the Risk Management Association. RMA's sole purpose is to advance the use of sound risk management principles in the financial services industry. Learn more at rmahq.org. Hello, my name is Chris Riddle-Shreve and I lead strategy and solutions in the internal audit department at TD Ameritrade. Recently, I worked with representatives from the various second line risk management functions to align on various overlapping areas that impact the first line business units that the second and third lines assess. There were two reasons we felt it was important to work toward alignment. First, we wanted to be able to aggregate and appropriately prioritize risk and gaps in risk management that come out of second and third line assessments to look comprehensively at the entire risk landscape. When the third line and each second line function have disparate risk and issue rating systems, it is impossible to meaningfully aggregate, report on, and effectively manage risk across the organization. Two, when the third line and various second line functions work with the first line business areas, both proactively and when performing assurance engagements, it becomes confusing and overwhelming when each of these functions use different terminology and risk and issue ratings. How is the business supposed to know how to accurately prioritize and action the issues coming out of the assurance engagements performed if there's no connection between the ratings of issues coming out of the second and third line functions? To remedy this, we formed a working group comprised of representatives from each of the second line assurance functions and internal audit, the third line. We met over a period of about six months, committed to coming to alignment on several items we believed would have the most impact. In the end, we landed on several solutions. First, we created a common taxonomy. Leveraging the risk appetite created by the second line risk management function, we all agreed not just on the terms we would use for risks, causal factors, and other shared concepts, but also the definitions for those terms. It does no good to agree on terminology if everyone applies different definitions to them. Second, we started working toward a universe of strategic objectives in the underlying business processes. We realized that we didn't have a comprehensive population of the business processes that support execution of strategic objectives and took steps to fix that. Not only do we have an implemented tool to hold the inventory of processes, but we're actively working with first-line business units to collect the metadata related to those processes through third-line internal audit engagements. Third, we formalized processes around maintaining our risk and control repository. The second-line risk management function owns and maintains the repository, but workflows were created between the third-line internal audit work papers and the risk and control library so that real-time proposals can be made regarding additions, changes, and removals of objectives, risks, and controls as identified by first-line business units during the course of audit engagements. Fourth, we aligned our rating systems. For our organization, that meant that we created common rating systems for risks, issues, and risk profiles. But for other organizations, there may be different needs for how many and which rating systems are necessary. In aligning our rating systems, we came to agreement on the number of ratings, the terms used, and the rating definitions. 
Again, this is important because it is impossible to aggregate and prioritize risks and issues across the organization if the various second and third line functions have disparate rating systems. How do you compare issues when one function uses a three-point rating system and another function uses a five-point system or when the highest risk rating in one system is based on a different materiality threshold than the highest rating in another. And how can we expect this first line business functions to know what to do with issues identified if the various second and third line assessments they are subject to use these disparate risk and issue rating systems. Finally, we developed a common issue management policy. Not only would we all be using the same risk and issue terminology and ratings, but we would also report on and have the same expectations regarding the identification, prioritization, remediation, tracking, and retesting of the issues identified by all of the assurance functions. Doing this work was difficult and time-consuming. Each of the second and third line functions have different mandates and are subject to different professional standards. Representing internal audit, the independent third line function, there were times I was unable to compromise and our independence requirements had to be factored into the final policies and procedures produced. In the end, the hard work and collaboration paid off. Each of the second and third line functions are more effective. We were able to view the entire risk landscape knowing that the risks and issues are rated commensurately. And while assurance assessments will never be pain-free, first-line business areas understand what to expect and are better equipped to appropriately respond to the risks they face. Bottom line, happier first, second, and third-line functions and more effective risk management. For more details, check out the full article in the September edition of the RMA Journal. Thank you.